This is America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio, around the world, the web, and AlchemSingle.com, on the AlchemSingle Network, and, of course, on the beloved NSN app. Well, as many of you are aware, our friends in the holy city of Hebron have kicked off their year-end very, very important security campaign. There are many different reasons uh, why the Chevron Fund has a uh, campaign each and every year. We get an opportunity to highlight it. But this year, there is no question that the uh, concentration and the highlight is the security situation in Chevron. Uh, those of you who have not yet given, they have a uh, campaign that's going to go through tomorrow. It's already kicked off. We uh, ask all of our listeners who have always been dedicated to the present and future of the holy city of Hebron, I should say the past also, uh, to give as generously as possible, go to hebronfund.org, H-E-B-R-O-N fund.org, and be as generous as possible during this year-end campaign. Uh, Yoni Bleichbard is how we're going to kick things off this hour. He is our dear friend and chief security officer of Hebron. He has an opportunity uh, to speak with us this morning about the situation uh, security-wise in the Holy City, and we get an opportunity again to support everything that is needed in Hebron security-wise. Just go to hebronfund.org. By the way, Yoni recently eliminated a terrorist who tried to infiltrate the community of Hebron in a bulldozer, believe it or not. Yoni, a pleasure to welcome you back to JM in the AM. Good morning, Nahum, and may I correct you? It's not about elimination, it's about saving lives. Saving lives of Jews, saving lives of heroes that live in Hebron and Kiyad Arba. Uh, and they are, uh, you know, the front line. If it wasn't for them, it wasn't for, you know, we saw it on uh, uh, just after uh, Simchat Torah. If it wasn't for the towns on the border, then uh, the terrorists would have reached... Uh, uh, Tel Aviv and uh, Yerushalayim. Uh, we are on the front line of this. Oh, I, and uh, our job is yeah. our job is to save lives. No, I agree with everything you just said, and you're and you're wonderful at doing just that. But the reality is that in order to save those lives, in the most recent episode, you had to eliminate somebody. Correct? Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. That's the yes. that, that, that's the danger, and that's the type of situation that you and your colleagues are dealing with on a daily basis. And just um, we don't have to talk about this episode. There's so many other things we need to discuss this morning. But just so people who've been to Hebron get a perspective, how close did that terrorist get into the neighborhoods that we love in Hebron? Uh, very close, very close. It was on the road, just uh, coming down from Kirat Arba to Hebron. And if it wasn't for that, he would have reached the neighborhoods and... Uh, uh, God forbid, would have succeeded in something. Wow. But uh, we were able to stop him, and we are able to stop him because of, uh, you know, Sarah, all of, of the security equipment we've already ins installed in, and uh, the security equipment that we will be installing within the next few months uh, in order to prevent the Hamas terrorists uh, from acting up as uh, they are doing and as they did. You know, some of the towns, and I, and I know this morning is all about Hebron, and of course, we're going to encourage people to support the security campaign in Hebron. But so many of the towns, especially in the south, they would be, they would be, um, it would be a good idea for some of their leaders to call you and find out, because they're all now in need of, of enhanced security needs. And you could probably, because you're off to a big, big uh, head start with all the years you've been doing this, you could probably offer some really good advice to some of these towns. Am I right? Uh, correct. And uh, we do help them out with all sorts of, uh, you know, all sorts of stuff and equipment and uh, advice. Uh, absolutely. It's a tough task. Unfortunately, we've been facing it. We've been, we've been uh, dealing with the Hamas uh, daily for the last uh, 20 years now. Uh, Hebron is, known, is well known as a Hamas populated city, over 70% Hamas. Every night uh, we go, uh, we, I, you know, uh, as opposed to uh, last year in which I was just the chief security officer, and now I'm, uh, I'm uh, in the army, uh, you know, full time. So we go every night and uh, arrest uh, 
bloodthirsty terrorists from the Hamas, uh, and they were dealing with the constant fighting against them, whether it's uh, preventing them from terrorizing inside of Hebron and preventing them from going outside and uh, terrorizing the rest of the country. We just had uh, an unfortunate incident a week ago in which three terrorists tried to penetrate uh, uh, the tunnels of uh, Yerushalayim, the, the outposts over there, and uh, thank God they were killed. Unfortunately, we had one soldier killed, but they're all from Hebron. And our mission is uh, first to prevent them from uh, terrorizing us and them, and uh, you know, and uh, to bring, to get them a shidduch as fast as we can with their seventy-two virgins. Yeah, amen to that. Um, I never even considered what you just said. You have all these resp- you and your team have all these responsibilities inside Hebron, and then the army decides, rightfully so, that they need you you know, be in response to the start of the war. So it's like, yeah, absolutely. So, so we've been recruited. We've been recruited since, uh, since Simchat Torah, 58 days of constant fighting against Hamas. Have you met a lot of reservists who are replacing those who are normally in Hebron, but that, but, but they have got, have had to go to the Southern part of the state. Ab- ab- absolutely. Absolutely. Just in Hebron, we have, I, I, can't go, I, I cannot go into numbers, but we're talking about thousands of reservists that are around Hebron as of now that replaced the soldiers who were in Hebron itself. And, you know, and, and I know that there's a campaign going on, and I hope people will give and enhance the security needs of Hebron, hebronfund.org, H-E-B-R-O-N fund.org. But Yoni Bleichbard... In reality, this is not going to end relatively soon. I'm not talking about the war. I'm talking about if there's going to be a constant presence of the Jewish community in the holy city of Hebron, and we're going to be able to visit our mothers and fathers in Marat HaMachpelah, and we're going to be able to enjoy walking the streets of Hebron, your team is going to have to be enhanced, and your team is going to have to assume that there's going to have to be this type of arrangement, I don't know, forever. I mean, there's no, there's no other, at this point, there's no other option. Without proper security, you're not going to be able to invite people into the city. We saw that Chaye uh, Sara, right, where, where the army recommended that everyone stay away. If, we, if you want people to visit Hebron, if we want to be there, then the security needs have to be enhanced to whatever degree they need to. Absolutely. That's our main concern, and I can tell you that we're already uh, preparing for the next stage, which is... Uh, which is opening up the city for tourists. Uh, as you know, as weird as it sounds, since there's a war going on uh, down south and in, in central Israel, just, just had rockets uh, recently. Uh, but our main concern is to get back to normal as, uh, as, we, used to, uh, as we used to be. Where, you know, we know that you know, it'll take uh, some time, but we are getting ready for that. Uh, we are willing to be uh, and to fight uh, uh, terror and uh, to be away from our homes and houses as, as long as it takes, as long as we take out the Hamas. Yeah, well, you and I have been discussing this for for 30 years on this show, frankly. It's, it's hard to believe how long it's been and how long this battle is going to continue. And again, folks, I'm not just talking about the war. I'm talking about the battle to secure the residents of places like Hebron. God knows how many other cities around Israel. But Hebron obviously has an enhanced uh, a, a love affair with the worldwide Jewish community for good reason. Yoni Bleichbart is with us live via telephone, chief security officer. Um, so I assume that there are drones that are now in your repertoire. I'm assuming that there's some very sophisticated 2023 equipment that is now in your repertoire, that's now in your arsenal. Uh, Could you tell us anything about some of the recent things that you've been able to use as you upgrade your system? Uh, Yeah, so uh, some of them I can expose, but, you know, uh, you you mentioned uh, the terrorists who tried to penetrate with a a tractor uh, a few weeks ago. Uh, we were lucky uh, to, uh, to, 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 to see him uh, beforehand and uh, to intercept him before he reached uh, the safe zone due to the security cameras that uh, uh, we were able to get a few of them uh, last year. 
But uh, you know the the, the funny thing is, we uh, as of now our main main uh, thing is not to get sophisticated 2023 equipment. It's to get uh, the 1948, not this 1948, but uh, the 19 uh, whatever thermal clothing for the it's 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 winter now, and we've got so many soldiers. You know, it's it's thousands of soldiers around Hebron, and they're freezing, on, uh, and they're freezing, and especially they're freezing, and they're wet. Yes, exactly. And we want to provide them with, uh, you know, proper thermal well, uh, ther- thermal uh, clothing and waterproof uh, uh, vests and everything. And uh, that, that's a major concern, you know. Uh, besides the drones and uh, the school and, uh, you know, whatever, yeah. the bulletproof vests and uh, the defibrillators and the life-saving uh, uh, equipment. Uh, we need uh, the, the old-fashioned old things. Yeah. As well. We get it. Believe me, we get it. Um, <laughs> the same type of equipment that so many soldiers need in Chevron folks, they need it. And, uh, and, and it is chilly. It is chilly. It is cold. It is wet. It is December. Uh, Hebron at night and sometimes during the day could be a real challenge weather-wise. Uh, Hebronfund.org. Hebronfund.org. That is the... Um, website and we hope everybody will be generous and and to continue to enhance the security apparatus the security arsenal in the holy city of Hebron during this time uh it is a situation that they uh that they are facing that is unprecedented right yoni with all the campaigns and with all the years and with all the number of soldiers and with all the needs over the years there's nothing like what's happening now Nothing, nothing like it, and Bezat Hashem, you know, nothing will be like it at the end when when we when we were finished dealing with the Hamas. They will regret the day they were born, not attacked. They will regret the day they were born. I can promise you that. You're reflecting for us the attitude of so many soldiers. You're reflecting for us the attitude of so many who we we just can't believe how motivated they're able to stay in these conditions. Uh, during this entire war. It's pretty amazing, frankly, and uh, that's why I know you don't like when we call you a, a Jewish hero, but that's why you are, in fact, a hero to so many in our community. Yoni Bleichbard, the chief security officer of Hebron, kicks off this hour with us and reminds everybody that Hebron needs security um, uh, security items uh, and items for the soldiers desperately in numbers that they've never needed before. Please give uh, everything is about security now. They usually have a year-end campaign for different needs in Hebron. Everything in this campaign is about security. Hebronfund.org. H-E-B-R-O-N-F-U-N-D.org. Uh, go to this site and give what you can during this hour that we dedicate to the holy city of Hebron. Yoni Tadaraba, stay safe, stay strong. Thank you for defending the Jewish people, not only in Israel, but around the world, because you know that when you go ahead with your team and defend the holy city of Hebron, you're really defending every Jew on the entire globe. Thank you, Nachum. May God bless you, and may God bless all the listeners to the, def- to the defeat of the Hamas. Amen. Tadaraba. Yoni Bleichbard. It's our Chevron Hour, our annual Chevron Hour at JM in the AM. Who let 
Tomorrow, Country Yossi and Heshi Wolfish visit JM in the AM. Every year, the needs of the holy city of Hebron is the focus of their year-end campaign. This year, there is one focus, and that is the security needs in the holy city of Hebron. Our dear friend Yishai Fleischer, who is international spokesman of Hebron, can give us an overview of the situation in Israel and, of course, the holy city of Hebron Specifically, he is with us live via telephone. Yishai Shalom, and welcome back to JM in the AM. God bless you. Good to be with you. Pleasure to be with you. Let's do the entire situation first. We know, at least from what we hear on this side of the world, that things have escalated, that once the ceasefire ended, Israel has made a commitment to get to every Hamas output, outpost, both in the north and the south of Gaza. What could you tell us about the war situation at the moment in Israel? Well, uh, as is known, on the 7th of October, October, we were attacked in a particularly heinous, uh, bloody, and also inhumane attack. Since then, Israel has entered into a war, did so immediately. Uh, we had 1,200 people killed. We still have uh, over 100 hostages. Uh, and there's, you know, there's rumors either that they're dead or tortured or who knows what. And so we have, we have a, uh, just in the south, I, in Gaza, we have a multi-front war in the sense that we have to deal with the Hamas terrorists as they are. And, and by the way, that's just one type of terrorist out there. There's others, including Islamic Jihad and others who, who are you know, part of the same conflict because they're all in the ideology of jihadism, which is Nazism. And so, but, but we have another front, which is to try to liberate these, these hostages. So that's just in the south. Then we have the, the northern front, and that is a well-entrenched, built-up army against us, the terrorist group, but that acts like an army. They're called Hezbollah. They're, uh, uh, they're directed by Iran directly. Uh, and uh, they are kind of toying with us right now in the sense that they haven't started a major escalation because we know that they have the capacity for a major escalation. And uh, so right now they're just kind of drib- dribbling, you know, attacks, uh, these kind of rockets against the vehicles, 
uh, and from time to time artillery, and from time to time a few rockets. But let's put it this way, they're still outside of the game. And then there's a third front, which is Judea and Samaria. That's where Hebron comes in. Uh, we're south of Jerusalem, about an hour. And, uh, you know, we have, uh, with our sister city, Kirat Arba, we have about 10,000 Jews uh, within a broader Arab city that has 220,000 Arabs, uh, a good chunk of which are themselves Hamas. So there's plenty of Hamas around here. Uh, and, uh, and and jihadism in general. Jihad, Hamas is, a, is, is just a kind of... Uh, one of the wings of the jihadist ideology, jihadist movement, uh, but a but a virulent one, and so we have a you know a pretty serious situation, and and yet there's there's really yet another front, Nachum, which is closer to you, which is the what I call the narrative war, and that is the front that Israel faces, uh, in international uh, delegitimization and uh, really turning Israel into a pariah state, and uh, the. The the interest that Iran had to stop the Abraham Accords from moving forward, and especially from Saudi Arabia coming to some kind of separate peace with Israel, so um, that has been accomplished through Israel actually killing a lot of uh, Hamas and other folks, and therefore now Israel's painted in the Arab world as an aggressor, and uh, the the Abraham Accords, which was gaining steam. Uh, had to be stopped summarily. So uh, we have a problem on on uh, TikTok. We have a problem. We have a problem in American campus. We have Jews afraid on American campus, uh, and Israel losing credibility. That's another. That's yet another front of this war, and an active front uh, for the enemies that are using uh, that are that are using um, the media to besmirch Israel. So that's it, the fronts that we're facing now is the. Um is the war uh, with Hebron as the front, the war that we've been familiar with for decades now at this point, because as you, as you alluded to, Hebron, when it comes to Yudan and Shomron, and really when it comes to greater Israel, Hebron is on the front lines of the battle uh, that we're so familiar with. Is the situation very different there? We are, we are for the first time, using your year-end campaign, meaning the Hebron Fund's year-end campaign, to specifically talk about security needs. How different is the situation now in Hebron than years past in terms of trying to protect the people there and in the greater picture to protect the land of Israel and the people of Israel? So, so in other years, we could, you know, protection comes in a, in a variety of ways. For example, tourism and education and more people loving Hebron and visiting Hebron is also a type of protection. It's, it's something that, you know, when we educate people about it, tell the story, bring people like Vice President Pence to visit here, et cetera, then, you know, you're protecting Hebron uh, because you're making it a more important in people's minds. But this year we're back to plain old, not letting 1929 happen again, not letting the Tarpat riots once again. We're back to plain old guns against bad guys. Uh, you know, uh, the Hebron Fund doesn't supply arms. But I'm just saying in general, right. uh, there's defense against against bad guys. But we can defend in other ways with more cameras, more life-saving equipment, uh, more more ambulances, more uh, jeeps uh, that are first response jeeps, uh, and to create the infrastructure of safety so that we can keep do going with our real work, which is to beautify this ancient town, to bring people here, to connect people with the pathway of Abraham, but right now, since the bad guys are keyed up, and since they are armed, and since this is a, a Hamas city, we've got to do physical security, physical defense. And so, you know, when people help Hebron out, they're defending the most ancient Jewish community, first purchase of the Jewish people in the land of Israel, first place where King David ruled. And uh, right now, in order to keep that heritage going, um, um, then, then we have to we have to defend it. We have to make sure that that bad guys don't do what they want to do, which is to erase us. So basically, very simple. Uh, this year, Hebron Fund is making sure that Jewish Hebron doesn't get erased. That's it. That's 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 the bottom line. I had I had a friend of mine who had an extra drone and he was looking to donate it. So he said to me, "Why should I give it to you, Yishai?" So I said to him, uh, "You know, Hebron is a little Jewish community surrounded by a giant Hamas city, and uh, we want to make sure to." be defended. 
And he said, you got it. You got the drone. It's, <laughs> wow. it's the same thing. It's like <laughs> Hashem yeah. gave you the right words to say. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, it was simple. It wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't complex. And that, I guess that's really what it is. It comes down to simple things. Uh, not to mention also that we uh, at the Chevron Fund, we, we do a lot of work to make sure that our soldiers are happy and well-fed and Rabbi Dan Rosenstein goes around on Fridays and gives them challahs and we, we do barbecues and we give them hand warmers and other things that keep them, you know, within, within, within the purview of what we can do to make sure that, that the soldiers are comfortable, safe, happy, happy to be here and, and enjoying their time and connecting to this place and, and giving them, giving them that extra boost to make them, uh, um, um, you know, just that much more comfortable to serve here. Folks, the needs are endless. That's the bottom line. The needs are endless. Uh, whether it's the warmth of the soldiers, the defense of the soldiers, the defense of the city, uh, the cameras, the drones, whatever it is that's necessary to actually keep track of what's happening in the city uh, before the enemy tries to infiltrate us. Uh, and we could go through so many episodes that have happened in Hebron, including recently, uh, where the enemy did try to infiltrate. It is a very delicate situation. Hebron is always on the front lines, as Ishai described, not only for the war that uh, always seems to be going on in Yudan Shamron, but for the greater war that's happening now in Israel. And of course, as Yishai mentioned, eventually we get back to the point where hopefully tens of thousands will be able to visit Hebron from around the world and we'll be able to fight the war on that front as well. We need your help. This is a, an hour that we dedicate every single year to the Hebron Fund to make sure we uh, raise as much money as possible for the holy city of Hebron. And this year it's all about security needs. That's it. This year it's literally all about security needs as we've been, as we've been describing. Go to hebronfund.org. Again, that's H-E-B-R-O-N fund.org. This two-day campaign will hopefully end with the reaching of their goal, uh, but your help is needed to make that happen. Hebronfund.org, H-E-B-R-O-N fund.org. Yishai, you get the last word. What's your, uh, what's your message you want to leave us with? The message is that we are defensive but not scared. People say to me the word, you know, are you afraid? I tell them I don't use that word. We don't use that word. We have a tactical situation. We have to, there's, there's, there's enemies, but we're not afraid. We have a tremendous faith uh, in our, in our, in, in the Hashem, in Jewish history, in the future of Hebron. As my son Elazar said to me, Hebron is the future of, of our past. You know, we, we have an ancient past. We have a beautiful future and we are going to fight for it and we're going to win it because we're at Hashem. And so when anybody helps us right now, they are, not giving out of fear, but out of great confidence. And yes, Hashem has put a time of, of battle, a fight for us. We will win it together with our friends. Uh, and Bezrat Hashem, uh, will, will, it will also bring us united. It's a big schut, a merit for everybody that is part of the campaign to be part of, of Abraham's city and to touch it and to help build its future, Bezrat Hashem. Thank you. Stay well, my friend. God bless you, Nachum. Keep up the good work. Thank you. Jewish community spokesman Chevron. He is Yishai Fleischer. It is uh, a very simple campaign this year, everybody. Nothing complicated. Very, very simple. They have tremendous security needs. They have tremendous military needs, including the comfort of the soldiers. Uh, and they have a lot of, uh, of needs that are, that, that are now becoming even more important as the enemy uses more sophisticated weaponry and more sophisticated creativity, as we always put it. Uh, your help is needed. Hebronfund.org. H-E-B-R-O-N fund.org. Make this two-day campaign a great success. Hebronfund.org. And we thank you. More coming up. It's JM in the AM. Spending an hour in Chevron. 
Yeah, we may be 6,000 miles away, but we're spending an hour in Hebron. Thank God for radio. We're able to do that, at least virtually. Rabbi Simcha Hachbaum will be able to tell us if any Chizuk missions are stopping by. He'll be able to paint a picture for us about how different Hebron is this winter as opposed to recent years. He is the director of tourism for the Hebron Fund. And I remind you, the Hebron Fund needs our donations. Today and tomorrow, they've got a two-day campaign, and they need our donations to get to their goal. And this year, it's all about security needs. It is all about security needs. Hebronfund.org, H-E-B-R-O-N fund.org. Rabbi Simcha Hachbaum, a pleasure to welcome you back to JM in the AM. Are the Chizuk missions, because we do know that there are Chizuk missions going from schools and shuls and organizations from the United States to Israel, are they able to stop by in Hebron, or is that something you're discouraging at this point? Now that, like everything, a little yes and no. Thank God, first of all, it's amazing to see how sectors of American Jewry has woken up. And just as a whole, I think throughout the whole battle, we felt a tremendous hug over here. Of the Yeminotich of Kenny and our friends from abroad, are with us with the campaign. And then that people took it one step further and organized missions and came, whether it's with shuls or little groups of people who just really wanted to come and tell the Jewish nation, Ami Sochai, we're with you, and good friends stay with each other, both in good times and in bad times. We've had the fortune to host some of the missions here in Hebron. Sometimes they've come to start with dabbling in the Marat HaMachpela, to visit, whether it's the Libran family or the Boer family, the only man was Rosh Maitakya Rabbi, his son, Ayakim Shlomo, was one of those kidnapped November, on October 7th at Shabbat of Simchat Torah, Eitan Moa, and there's another young man from Kiraba who unfortunately has been kidnapped. And there's a woman who's a policewoman also who watches over the Martha Machpela. She was off that weekend. Unfortunately, she's one of those who has supposedly to be kidnapped. And unfortunately, here in Hebron, so the Chizik missions come. Sometimes they met families who lost beloved members. But it's the Shani family who buried their son, Ori, who was killed in battle. Where they tried loving his grandson, the Vanunu family, who recently moved to Hebron. And they're loving his great um, grandson who was killed in action in Gaza. And other families, the Dokhan family, Alex Dokhan. And we try to make up meetings and set up meetings to meet those who lost the beloved whether it's a spouse, whether it's a child, and to really connect is nothing like, one thing you hear a name or you hear a story, but to meet the people, to a little bit look in their eyes and to feel that pain together with them and to give them that chizuk and that hug and to let them know that the Amishah family is with you. I want to remind everybody as we give to the Chevron Fund during today's campaign with security in mind, hebronfund.org, for a limited time, all online donations are being doubled by a generous matcher. So please, every time you give $500, you're really giving $1,000, H-E-B-R-O-N fund.org. Well, Rabbi Simcha Hachbaum, you've stunned us, frankly, because we know that there are so many cities and towns around Israel that are suffering with soldiers from the local cities that have been lost. Um, some who uh, are related to those who've been kidnapped. I did not realize that Hebron has such a strong connection to so many in those categories. And I, I would imagine that it's been a couple of months of tremendously mixed emotions for everybody in Hebron. A thousand percent, Nachem. This is a period of time, the Dima Berina, there's been so many tears shed, so many funerals, so many shiva calls, so many visits, whether it's Tel Shomer or to soldiers in Hadassah or in Shayek, Sadek and Yishalayim. At the same time, it is somehow in this craziest way, amongst all the pain, somehow we can feel likes of great, of Mashiach, of a better Israel, 
Israel much more united, Israel much more connected to tradition and to religion, Israel much more respectful to each other. And once again, coming back to the lady of Israel of 1948, uh, once again being reborn again, but not to this, the, the way it was, but to like never before. Where did you pray? Where did you daven Shachris this morning? I never met, have yet to miss, and especially during this time, I try never, never to go a day without being at least once in the Marat HaMachbela. I have the privilege of suffering from a spiritual sleeping disorder, <laughs> and very often I'm there. At Vatican at sunrise and davening with the crack of the sunrise, learning a little before and after, and especially these times, and I'm yourselves in a time of trouble and distress. We need the best lawyers representing us for 2,800 years. And that is the patriarchs and matriarchs. And especially when it comes to this topic of hostages, we know that the headquarters of this mitzvah of redeeming captives start with Abraham. When he heard his nephew Lot was taken captive, he was dwelling the Torah in the banks of Chavon, in the banks of Mamre in Chavon. And right away, Abraham took out his sword, 380 men, and he freed his nephew Lot. And Jews, Baruch Hashem, to get the strength from coming here to pray. Some of the missions have availed themselves to daven, to meet the families, the widows, etc. And some have, uh, are just here in Israel, visiting the soldiers in the south, volunteering uh, with farming and other such activities. Unbelievable. As somebody who uh, has enjoyed taking tens of thousands of people sometimes, during a year through the holy city of Hebron, it must be, I mean, I know you keep saying it's mixed emotions, but I'm sure you miss uh, a lot of the uh, very active um, days that you have in the holy city of Hebron when you are welcoming so many people from so many different countries to come visit our mothers and fathers. Uh, It must be very different for you at this time. But for sure, there's a tremendous void and tremendous gap. You know, you can't imagine Shabbos Kaisara when we generally host from 25 to 40,000 people. And this year, due to the security situation, the order was not to host the public Kaisara and no public tents, no public meals. Everyone was allowed just a handful of people in the house and no one had to burden the army and have to take soldiers from the south or the north who are fighting against Hezbollah, Hamas, all the different names for those who want to wipe us out. And maybe, maybe 500 to 1,000 people here, some of the diehards came, even from America, and every family hosted small amounts. But Thanksgiving weekend, you can't imagine how normally busy it is with tourists and nonstop running tours of Americans coming on that extended weekend. Hanukkah, every night, there's Hanukkah parties and groups and so many parents visiting children in seminary. So generally this year, it's practically just little drops of people that are coming. And that definitely is something very, very much lacking. It gives us a chance, the opportunity to step up and to embrace the soldiers. Yesterday I was down south with 40, with 50 members of the community of Sierra Abel And we went to Kibbutz right at the border of Aza, called Zikim, a little south of Ashkelon. And we picked peppers, and we helped them with boxing different products to sell to the grocery stores. They don't have their regular workers, but it's Thailandian or the Arab workers. They're not able to to have those workers, and we came to volunteer six to eight hours in the sun. And it was something very, very healthy. And the lack of tourism gives us opportunity for other other options of connecting to Amisol. But definitely, definitely, we miss seeing busloads of people and the phone ringing off the hook during this time of Thanksgiving or Hanukkah. Unbelievable to hear your perspective. <laughs> as much as you miss them, it gives you an opportunity to help in other ways. Rabbi Simcha Hachbam is with us. I know that, obviously, you're known for tourism and for being the leader of all the groups that head into Hebron, but you know, Rib Simcha, that today's campaign, which every year is for general needs in Hebron, today is Dafka for security and to give the soldiers what they need. Uh, from your point of view, from where you see things, how important is this campaign? How much does the security have to be upgraded? 
how much material, how many different needs the soldiers have that we need to provide? It's, it's not a luxury, it's a necessity. Just like, you know, the human being is the body and the soul. He talks soul all day, but if there's no body to, 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 to contain the soul, and God forbid, equals to death. And so too, we need to protect the body of the people here in Eretz Israel and the people here in Chavon. The threats are not new. The threats here are old. The Hamas is old. But we have to listen to what they're saying and what they scream when they demonstrate on a Friday afternoon here. What when they say death to Israel, death to the Jews, death to the settlers, and all the different chants that they're chanting. We got caught off guard in Gaza. We don't want to get caught off guard here. We have already a history here of 1929. And it's not the Arabs have done shuva or repented or changed their tactics. They're talking the same game. We've got to strengthen physically the soldiers, strengthen our borders here, strengthen with equipment, with boosting the morale. That's also very, very important besides the equipment, where there's barbecues, special winter gear for them, just spending time with them and giving them and their families. We're having a big event on Hanukkah with all the families of those who are stationed here, members of the Miluin team that have been stationed here and to give their children a chance to also enjoy, to spend quality time with their family. But it's really, really now, like you said, it's not a luxury campaign. It's not to get some extra, something extra in the community to beautify it. Here it's essential yeah. to keep ourselves, to keep the body alive, to keep yeah. the chayalim alive and the residents alive, to really make sure can be secure in every way. Yeah, we're not building parks, folks. Not this time. We've built parks and we've built playgrounds. And believe me, the children of Hebron need them. But that's not what it is this time. Now it's about survival. It's about security. It's about uh, IDF needs for those who are in Hebron, uh, personnel and reservists who are protecting the holy city of Hebron. And it's, of course, for the, all the 2023 equipment, whether it be drones or... Uh, or anything else that uh, that that needs to be implemented into into the security arsenal because of how creative the enemy has gotten, especially over the last few years. Rabbi Simcha Hachbaum, director of tourism for the Chevron Fund, joins me in encouraging everybody to make this hour and to make these couple of days very very successful for the Chevron Fund. It's all about security, and that's what they're using every single dollar for. Remember that right now, uh, due to the generosity of some of Hevron's generous matchers. All online donations are being doubled for a limited time, which means every time you give uh, $180, you're really giving $360. We're asking you to please give today, hebronfund.org, H-E-B-R-O-N fund.org. And Rip Simcha, before you leave us, you davened this morning next to Avram Yitzchak and Yaakov. And the Imahot, of course, as well. Uh, we read in these parshios of just how difficult life was for Yaakov Avinu when confronted by his uh, brother, the enemy. Um, what could you tell us about how those messages of yesterday are so important for us to remember today? Everything that went, the patriarchs went through in their life was a little foreshadowing of what we're going through today. Nasehavot Simana Banim. And Yaakov struggled against Laban. Yaakov struggled with Esau, with the, the archangel of Esau, is our struggle today. The archangel of Esau has many disguises, has many faces. Sometimes he comes at you as a straight up, as a murderer, as a gangster, as a thief. I'm ready to murder you and to do all the terrible atrocities we read about. But many times, according to the Medish, he came as a scholar, a Tamil Chacham. He's a disguise of being a professor, an advocate of human rights an advocate of universalism, an advocate of democracy, whatever else. And we have to also know that's another faith that the world is using today to cover up the anti-Semitism. And we have to go to this battle like Yaakov did to fight that night, that long, long night, and realize at the end Yaakov was victorious and God changed his name, not to Shlumiel, but to Yisrael. We struggled, we overcame, and therefore the whole thing of a Jew is to not be afraid to fight, not to run away from our fight, not to run away from our struggles and problems. Amazing, Rup Simcha. Can't thank you enough. Stay strong. Best regards to all of our friends in Hebron and Kiryat Arba. 
Reb Simcha Hachbaum, Director of Tourism for the Chevron Fund, on a Monday morning broadcast at JM in the AM. Well, this has become a beautiful tradition at JM and the AM. During one of the days of the Chevron Fund year-end campaign, we dedicate an hour and speak to some of our favorite people from the holy city of Chevron. And frankly, uh, our listeners are always excited about Chevron. They're excited to visit there, excited to support the Chevron Fund. But this year is a little different. It's all about security. It's all about the needs of the soldiers. It's all about providing what the... Uh, what the um, what those who are protecting the holy city of Hebron need at this time could be drones, could be sophisticated twenty twenty three equipment. It could be thermal wear just to have them dry and warm at night. Could be anything. Uh, as uh, Dan Rosenstein wrote in his most recent letter about today's um, about today's campaign. Uh, Dan is the uh, Rabbi Daniel Rosenstein is the executive director of the Chevron Fund. He wrote, "Now more than ever, we are caring for our security forces. The weather has turned cold. By the way, it gets cold in Chevron, folks. I mean, really cold. And let me tell you, Chevron, as he writes, is freezing overnight. Uh, we've been asked to provide cold weather gear. Yes, the IDF provides gloves, but the soldiers need warmer, more durable gloves, neck warmers, hats, and more." Uh, they also received a request. I think this is what um, Simcha was referring to. They received a request to sponsor a family appreciation day for the spouses and children of Hebron area IDF soldiers. It'll be during Hanukkah when the kids are off from school. Um, in addition, they're hosting a morale-boosting barbecue and upgrading their medical and security gear uh, constantly at this time in order to just connect with the families and to provide with the personnel needs to um to keep the security up to date uh for a limited time all donations are being doubled all donations are being doubled for a limited time go to hebronfund.org hebronfund.org rabbi dan rosenstein a pleasure to welcome you back to jm in the am Nachum, interesting times, but uh, always good to be on home turf on the Nachum Siegel show. I, I appreciate that. And interesting times, what a way to put it. You're 100% right. <laughs> These are interesting times, all right. Um, so let's, let's start with the security needs, and then we'll go to the more extended aspect of this campaign. Dan, you know, we know this. Unfortunately, the Jewish people learned this lesson up close and personal. You know that the enemy continues to upgrade uh, their equipment and they continue to, whether it's purchase or, or get somehow, uh, sophisticated, what I call 2023-era equipment, state-of-the-art stuff uh, to, God, for, God forbid, uh, do damage 
uh, to us, the Jewish people. Uh, the only response, frankly, is to make sure that everything uh, that Hebron has in terms of security is state-of-the-art, is upgraded, is a step ahead of the enemy, so to speak. And I am sure that's why all of this, the security needs, has become the main focus of this campaign. Address that for us this morning. I'm not even sure where to start. The needs are so immense and the urgency couldn't be more urgent. I mean, I I go out to various bases, bases which you don't uh, maybe tell your wife or your uh, mom where you're going out to in uh, South Hebron Hills and other areas. Uh, These these, uh, angels in green are outside doing, uh, sitting at outposts you know, I, I've, you know, uh, I think uh, Yishai alluded to the uh, the program that we're doing, bringing chalas to the bases. Right. Uh, yeah. uh, so we're going to outposts, and then we're going to outposts of outposts. Uh, you know, you could have you could have uh, great uh, tachina from the army, but terrible uh, terrible chalas. You know, the water. You know, it's not so great. But you have these French chalas that are baked in uh, Kiryat Arba. You could have regular uh, tahina with it, and, and they look forward to it every week. So I've really gotten to know a lot of very, lot of different soldiers. Whether it's the soldier from Paris who uh, who flew in with his sneakers, and uh, uh, we were, I was able to pick him up uh, a pair of uh, uh, boots, uh, a Frenchy uh, soldier. Uh, whether it was um, soldiers that didn't have jackets, whether it was soldiers. Uh, that needed, uh, you know, other kinds of uh, warm, uh, cold weather gear. Um, all, all. I mean, we're really tip of the spear. There's no, you know, overhead. We're not in some fancy office on Fifth Avenue. Um, I'm almost afraid to open my phone every day because of all the requests. Whether it's uh, they want to do a family day for the for the spouses of the soldiers that are that are uh, in Hebron and their families. Uh, I'm going back with uh, I'm going back with uh, toys that were de- donated for these families. I'm going back uh, with uh, with meat for a barbecue, which we're going to do on, uh, on another barbecue we're going to do on Hanukkah. But you know, I'm getting all kinds of requests all in the Chevron area. That uh, you know, quite frankly, it's a bit overwhelming. And now I understand how some of the major donors that I speak to, you know, when everyone's coming up to them asking them for things. But this is. This is critical. It's urgent. You asked me specifically, what do we need? Uh, you know, aside from the thermal clothing, I'd really, I really want to get them the, this uh, thermal clothing. Um, Yoni needs to upgrade the communication radios, uh, medical AD, ATV, life-saving equipment, uh, defibrillators, uh, first responder kits. Uh, I was sitting with Yoni, and uh, he has all these cameras. Some of them we so far have uh, upgraded. And then there's, it's like the Brady Bunch. There's like blank boxes there. <laughs> I'm like, Yoni, what a, you know, what's going on? And uh, he's in the middle of telling me. And then all of a sudden he gets a call on the radio. Uh, you know, he like goes into his, uh, into some other kind of mode, totally ignores me. And he's uh, trying to protect some soldiers that are getting uh, Molotov cocktails uh, thrown at him. He's, at them and he's uh, calling and I mean, it's just, you know, it's been seven weeks of in- intensity. Uh, I mean, I myself have lost probably uh, 11 pounds. I haven't slept a full night um, and we're just going, we're going 24 seven. Yoni made a wedding last week, six wow. uh, 30 in the morning. He's already at his, uh, he's already at, uh, in the uh, Hamal, the, the, the Hamal with all the cameras and the radios and all that action. Uh, you know, and, and obviously the, the IDF knows something that we don't know that they're putting in, I don't know if it's 200% or what, but there, there's soldiers all over the place in Hebron, like I never saw before and in the Hebron Hills. Uh, so, so we're very much, very much in this, uh, in this fight. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. And, and, and I know that you've only hit the tip of the iceberg with all of this, but the listeners out there need to understand that to stay ahead of this game, it costs money. Uh, the game I'm referring to is security. That's number one. That's why I hope everyone gives, especially today, since it's all being doubled. Everything you give folks is doubled. 500 becomes 1,000. Hebronfund.org. Hebronfund.org. But then all these initiatives, 
the get-togethers for the families, the soldiers, the Hanukkah celebration, all the, the barbecues, everything, the, the, uh, the, the socks, the shoes, the boots, the thermals, everything that you're trying to provide for them just to stay warm uh, during the winter is, uh, is an effort in and of itself. Add it all together, and the needs are, are so immense. And you're right, by the way. And I don't know how you found things here during your trip to the United States. It must be very difficult because there are a lot of people you've relied on in the past, and now everybody is relying on them. It could be every town in Israel. It could be every town down south. It could be all the different efforts and chesed projects that are going on. There are a lot of needs out there, Dan. I feel like when I made Aliyah, you know, you look at your bank account, and, like, there's all kinds of numbers coming in and coming out, and, you know, and that's kind of what's happening here. It comes in, yeah, uh, comes right. in here in New York, and we just toss it over into uh, over into Israel. So and- you can't give enough, folks. That's the bottom line. You just can't give enough. That's really the bottom line. Uh, Lenny Solomon has a song, Keep On Giving. <laughs> There's no other message. That is the message. And encourage your friends and neighbors and those on social media, your email lists, et cetera, to do the same. Uh, we'll do the same in our newsletter. You'll find the link today. Uh, hebronfund.org, H-E-B-R-O-N fund.org. Right now, uh, anything that's given uh, today is going to be doubled. So your 180 becomes 360 and your 1800 becomes 3600. Hebronfund.org. The needs are immense in so many different areas. And at the minimum, let's try our hardest to help Yoni and his team shore up the security needs for the Holy City. Any of us who've ever been there, uh, we've experienced what it's like being under their tutelage. Uh, under the safety of his security team. Thank God we're able to visit because of them. Let's give them what they need to keep us as safe as possible. Dan Rosenstein, you get the last word. Uh, it's an hour dedicated to Chevron. What would you like to tell our listeners out there? <clears throat> you know, I, I, I wasn't sure whether I should mention it or not. I didn't even mention it to you before, but, um, you know, I, I, I don't want to show off, but uh, the Chevron Fund was recognized by the uh, Free Palestine Movement and Within Our Lifetime as one of only 18 Zionistic uh, charities that are funding, according to them, the colonization in Israel. Uh, They even left us. Yeah, that was the big, uh, you know, they published it. It was in the newspapers, you know, know, 18 uh, organizations. You know what what they say, Dan, if you're good enough for them, you're good enough for me. Uh, yeah. At first I was nervous and upset and then I started to blush that they took the time. They they even they even left uh, me a love letter when I came into uh, New York. They spray painted in front of the Chevron Fund uh, In Brooklyn? Offices. In Brooklyn? In Brooklyn. Yeah, yeah. So maybe we need a security campaign. Uh, I don't have Yoni over here in the IDF, so it's a little uh Do you have a ca- do, you, do, you, do you at least have a camera in front or not? I know that we, building. We 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 had cameras. And uh, we upgraded them within 24 hours of that happening. Yeah. Holy yeah. cow. And we're in touch with the police and, the, you know, I don't want to say other things, but. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, if yeah, you. Yeah, Fund is under attack. Yeah, if you're targeted by. And, you know. If you're targeted by them, I mean, that, that's something that the cops could certainly understand that that one building would be a very prime target for the enemy. Anyway, uh, tell us about. <laughs> tell us about your uh, final message regarding the needs in Israel. Uh. That's it. In other words, it's, I think, uh, I think we covered it, you know, um, listeners should go to hebronfund.org. There's a big banner there for security. Uh, all these security funds are, are going to fund security, uh, in, uh, in Hebron and Hebron area. Um, I personally am there overseeing it. Uh, I'm, I'm personally meeting with, uh, the families and with, uh, uh, you know, whether it's the, the barbecues or the equipment, or the, the, the soldiers. And, and I mean, I was getting cold just delivering uh challah, yeah, I can't imagine. I can't imagine, you know, two in the morning, oh. you know, these, these guys and girls are out there, you know, it's freezing there and to be in, uh, you know, not great, uh, not Na- neighborhoods, you know, they, <laughs> not great. They deserve it. They're, yeah. they're in sketchy neighborhoods. Let's just put it that way. How many years are you, you at know? the Chevron fund? Uh, 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 over 10, maybe 11, 12, Amazing. something like that. God bless you, Dan. Uh, I hope the yeah. campaign goes really well. We'll continue to remind our listeners, and let's do everything we can for the holy city of Hebron. Thanks so much for joining us this morning. Amen. Thank you. Hebronfund.org, everything is, uh, everything is doubled for uh, uh, today, and we'll see how, how much further we can go. Hebronfund.org, H-E-B. 
R-O-N fund.org. Again, H-E-B R-O-N fund.org. We take an hour each uh, December to um, highlight the year-end campaign of the Chevron Fund. This time, it's all about security. There are other things, as Dan and our guests describe, but security is number one. Number one. Do what you can to help out, and everything you give today is being doubled. Hebronfund.org. Our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish Moments in the morning radio program heard on listeners sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at NachumSegal.com on the NachumSegal Network, and of course on the beloved NSN app.